How many of you suppose that you could say Psalm 100 with me? A few, a few of you? All right, if you, if you think you can say it with me, let's, let's join together in saying the 100th Psalm. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. In the legal system, evidence is any type of proof presented at trial for the purpose of convincing the judge and or the jury that alleged facts of the case are true. This may include anything from witness testimony to documents and objects to photographs and so on and so forth, many different uh, forms that evidence can take. Uh, One of you recently shared with me a a, a letter, I suppose uh, an actual, something that actually happened, that kind of goes along with this uh, idea of evidence, and uh, it, uh, this, is, this is pretty good. You'll enjoy this. Pay attention. Um, houses and property have been passed along through generations of family, sometimes making it difficult to establish ownership. On one occasion, uh, an attorney wrote to the FHA on behalf of a client. Uh, Their client was seeking an FHA loan, and uh, he had been told that the loan would be granted if he could prove satisfactory title to a piece of property that was being offered as collateral to the loan. So he owns the property, he's going to use this property as collateral and, and use that to get a loan. Uh, I guess a building loan. This is from a New New Orleans lawyer. By the way, thank you to the one who gave me this letter. I I enjoyed this, and I think everybody else is going to enjoy it too. Um, And and, uh, people give me things like this occasionally, and I always enjoy getting it. And uh, uh, you may end up hearing what you share in a message at some point. So the lawyer uh, sent the request to the FHA, uh, the title to the property dated back to the year 1803, and it had taken the lawyer three months to track down the title. And after sending the information to the FHA, he received the following reply, actual reply from the Federal Housing Authority. Upon review of your letter adjoining your client's loan application, we note that the request is supported by an abstract of title. While we compliment the able manner in which you have prepared and presented the application, we must point out that you have only cleared title to the proposed collateral property back to 1803. 
Before final approval can be accorded, it will be necessary to clear the title back to its origin. Annoyed, the lawyer responded as follows. Your letter regarding title in case number 189156 has been received. I note that you wish to have title extended further than the 206 years covered by the present application. I was unaware that any educated person in this country, particularly those working in the property area, would not know that Louisiana was purchased by the United States from France in 1803, the year of origin identified in our application. For the edification of uninformed FHA bureaucrats, the title to the land prior to U.S. ownership was obtained from France, which had acquired it by right of conquest from Spain. The land came into the possession of Spain by right of discovery made in the year 1492 by a sea captain named Christopher Columbus, who had been granted the privilege of seeking a new route to India by the Spanish monarch Queen Isabella. The good Queen Isabella, being a pious woman and almost as careful about titles as the FHA, took the precaution of securing the blessing of the Pope before she sold her jewels to finance Columbus' expedition. Now the Pope, as I'm sure you may know, is the emissary of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and God, it is commonly accepted, created this world. Therefore, I believe it is safe to presume that God also made that part of the world called Louisiana. God, therefore, would be the owner of origin, and his origins date back to before the beginning of time, the world as we know it, and the FHA. I hope you find God's original claim to be satisfactory. Now may we have our loan? And the loan was immediately approved. <laughs> oh, evidence. Some things need evidence. Some things more than others. Sometimes we get evidence for things that you know, we would rather not have put on display. A uh, little child at the dinner table, they had company, and parents were hoping to put on display for their company the, uh, uh, the intelligence and also the spiritual uh, uh, maturity of their child, and so they asked the, little, the, the child to say the blessing. And the little child said, well, I'm not sure, what should I say? And mom said, well, you just say what you hear mommy say. And the little child closed, <laughs> closed, its eyes, closed her eyes and said, oh, Lord, why did I invite all these people here? <laughs> evidence. Evidence. What does the evidence say? What does the evidence say? Psalm 100 is a wonderful uh, psalm, wonderful division of the psalm, and it begins with an expression of joy. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. When I, I, I read about this and uh, the, the way commentators describe it and, and other theologians, it's, it's basically a fanfare. It is the greeting of an adoring public for their, for their monarch, for their ruler, for their, their uh, conquering hero, general, fill in the blank, whatever. Sadly, the closest thing that we can uh, come up to to compare it with in our day, in our culture, is maybe the, the kind of greeting that uh, a stadium or an arena might give to their favorite sports team or, or some 
famous entertainer or uh, if, if you've seen maybe news footage or something on the television or what have you, you've seen how, how crowds will stand in uh, applause and ovation and, and shouts of adoration uh, for their hero, whatever, whatever kind of hero it might be. Fanfare. Well, this is the way the psalmist says we greet the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Everybody, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve gladly. You know, that one who, who you adore, the one that you greet with such fanfare and such commotion and such applause. Oh, you're, you're glad to serve that one, aren't you? Your, your hero, that one that is placed on the, on the pedestal. Oh, you're, you're just happy to do whatever you can to please them. You, wanna, you want to serve, and they serve gladly. Approach his presence with singing. Approach his presence with singing. So, so there is joy in verses 1 and 2. Verse 3 speaks to us of submission, of submission. And it begins by telling us that Jehovah is God. Jehovah is God. Make, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm one of these people that I can't jump into the middle of something and remember I've got to go back to the beginning. So let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence sing. Know ye, there we go. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Now, the Lord, whenever you see that in the Old Testament, you see that in all capital letters, the Lord, that is a, an indication that they're talking about Jehovah, the proper name for God. We understand God is a generic term, a generic title, which simply refers to the, the supreme being the ultimate supreme being, and this is an identification of who that is. Jehovah, the Lord, He is God. He is our creator. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. I've heard and, and read a number of people that say that's probably a bad translation of that verse. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. Probably a better translation would be, it is He that hath made us and we are His. And we are His. We belong to Him. In fact, Adam Clark in his commentary said, he talked about how bad that translation was, and he said he couldn't think of anybody that wouldn't know that if you are the created, then you belong to that person. That's just evident, self-evident, obvious. He is our creator. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his. We belong to him, and he is our provider. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is our provider. So here is a, a recognition of submission. Now, we're going to bring this back around to evidence here in just a few moments, but, but the evidence that we're talking about is first the evidence of joy. 
being joyful. And then the second part of the evidence is the evidence of submission. Submission. So we submit to the one who we acknowledge as our provider, our owner, our creator, and our God. Jehovah is God. But then the third part of the evidence is that of thanksgiving that we find in verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Really, Psalm 100 is part of a, uh, seems to be part of a collection of psalms, beginning with, I believe, number 93 or number 95, uh, and they would probably have been used in procession as groups of people were going to the tabernacle to offer up sacrifices of thanksgiving. And one writer said that praise is the doorbell or the knock for worship. Think about that for a moment. Praise is the doorbell or the knock for worship. And as these, if you can imagine the, the procession of Israelites going towards the tabernacle to make their offerings of, of sacrifice for thanksgiving, and they're coming praising the Lord, praising Jehovah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. And, and of course, this is what you call an anthropomorphism. That's a, a fancy 12-cylinder word that means attributing uh, to God man-like or human-like characteristics and anthropomorphism. So you can imagine praise being the doorbell of worship. Worship begins when we enter, we come into God's presence, and we're in God's presence, and, and we are worshiping Him. When we come and we approach, we begin not with complaining or, or grumbling, but we approach with praise and, and with thanksgiving. And God hears the praise of his people, and he comes to open the door and welcome his people into his presence. And there we begin the worship. It says to give thanks and bless his name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And what is the reason for this? Well, friends, the reason all focuses around Jehovah, God, and who he is this is the why, the last part of Psalm 100, verse 5, I believe it is, is the why of worship and thanksgiving. You see, the highest point of worship is not the acknowledgement of God as creator, though that is an important part of it. It is not necessarily the acknowledgement of God as our owner and God as our sustainer, our provider, though that is important. Submission is an important part of worship. But the high point of worship comes when we recognize God for who He is and it is the adoration of who He is in His character. You see, Jehovah God is good. He has demonstrated eternal covenant 
love for his people. That's what the phrase means. His steadfast love or his mercy endures forever. His mercy is chesed. It is a reference to God's covenant love, his eternal covenant love towards his people and his forever faithfulness, his forever faithfulness. You see, friends, the loving parent doesn't need any reason to love their children. You don't need any reason to love your children. Your children don't need to perform for you. They, you take that little, that little infant, that little babe in arms, and any loving parent, just that baby hasn't done anything for you. In fact, that baby has probably taken a lot more from you and cost you a lot more than, than that little baby has ever contributed to you. But oh, that little baby in arms is so precious. And your heart is, now there, well, never mind. There might be times in the middle of the night when that baby is squalling and, and you feel like, you know, you're rocking, you're trying to rock that baby to sleep and you're sitting there thinking, I need to use a bigger rock. This baby's not going to sleep. But, but for the most part, for the most part, your heart is full for that little one. For that. You, don't, you don't need a reason or an excuse to love that child. You simply love them because they are your own. And friends, for the Christian, I trust that we can reach the point. Yes, it's wonderful. We thank God for all He's done for us, and we ought to. We thank God for His goodness and for His grace and His mercy, and we ought to do that. But also, we ought to praise and worship and thank Him simply because He is our God. He is good. His eternal covenant love, His mercy is forever. His, his faithfulness, His truth endures forever. Our God is good. So friends, the evidence is joy, submission, and thanksgiving. Joy, submission, and thanksgiving. So for just a few moments in conclusion, what does the evidence say? What does the evidence say? say, joy, submission, and thanksgiving. Well, if you look for a moment at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Doesn't that sound like joy to you? Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's thanksgiving. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. There's submission. So joy submission and thanksgiving. 
So what does the evidence say? That is the evidence then of a spirit-filled life, a life where God's spirit is present and is controlling the life of the person which is indwelt by the spirit. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So there is joy and submission and thanksgiving. And here, Paul uses these words as evidence for the word of Christ dwelling within our hearts. In Ephesians, we have the Spirit dwelling in our hearts, evidenced by joy and submission and thanksgiving. Here, it is the Word of Christ dwelling within us. And just to remind you, the the idea of dwelling, it goes beyond something that is resident, but it is the idea of a person who is in complete control. So when the Spirit is dwelling, the Spirit is in control. When the Word of Christ is dwelling, it is in control. It is calling the shots. And it is evidenced in our lives by joy and submission and thanksgiving. There is a contrary evidence that we could look at also from the Scriptures. Romans chapter 1 Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse, for although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Where God in His Spirit and His Word is not present, then there is no gratitude expressed. Did you notice that phrase? They became futile in their thinking. Back up, beginning of verse 21. Although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. An ingrateful. Did you know? Well, let me back up again. I already mentioned to you that Psalm 100 is part of a collection of psalms that seems to have been used in procession on the way to the tabernacle to worship. If you back up again to Psalm 95, Psalm 95 is uh, parallels a, a lot, Psalm 100, beginning 
uh, Psalm 95, O come, let us sing to the Lord, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving, let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In verse 7 of Psalm 100, it says, He is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massah in the wilderness when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof. Do you remember what happened at those places, at that place? That is the place where the Israelites... That is the place where the Israelites were questioning Moses' leadership and questioning God because they didn't have any water to drink. And they were grumbling and they were complaining rather than expressing their confidence and their trust in a God who was good to lead them out of Egypt. So what is the evidence? Joyful, submission, and thanksgiving. And what does the evidence say? Well, friends, the evidence simply speaks to who we are and whose we are. This week, being Thanksgiving week, we have an opportunity, really we have the opportunity on a daily basis to demonstrate to the world who we are and whose we are. I belong to God, Jehovah, the creator of the world. He sustains me. He is my provider. He is my owner, and I acknowledge his lordship in my life by living in obedience to him. I live in a state of joy, that is not, a, that is not a, an empty, frivolous kind of joy, but it is a joy that goes to the core, the root of our being. It is the kind of joy that we have because we are assured that God is able to perform what He has promised He will perform. It is a joy that is sustained in spite of circumstances, not because of circumstances. And we live lives of gratitude. What does the evidence say in your life? I want my life to point to Jesus Christ, that I belong to Him, and that God is good. Amen. Let's stand together, please.